podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Ross can't get out his fucking scratcher in time to show up for the fucking show because he's useless. Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. It's myself, the goat David Campbell, joined by Mr. David Hockney, our usual co-host. How are you, Dave? How do, how do? Yep, back yep. once again for on the uh, following our 100th anniversary show. Back, yeah. Let's go back to 101. Yeah, this is the 101th Dalmatian right here. And we're meant to have Ross McLeod as a guest, but he slept in because he's an ignorant man. But stepping up to the plate, as always, a hero of this draft. He is a former draft winner, part of the greatest draft team of all time in the Goat Tones. The daddy of Scrap Daddy himself is Ryan Gallagher. Ryan, how are you? Just going to say, boys, just ready. (sighs) Smell it. Success is here. The champ is here. Yes. How's it going, boys? He's all right. Oh, mate, even better to see you here today. We're just yeah, just great happy. to have you on board. Just happy, mate. I'm just happy to see you. But we we need to get into the top three of the week, and we're starting off, Dave. It is someone who we didn't know when she was going to be back, but since she's come back, she's been on a roll in this draft. And third place this week it is Sasha Banks getting six and a half points now. Dave, what's your thoughts with Sasha Banks? A lot of people are saying because she is the only one out of this triple threat to actually remain in SmackDown, it's a surefire thing that she walks away with that title at Crown Jewel. Are you in that state of mind um, when it comes to Sasha Banks? Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly a weird scenario to be in because I've got mixed feelings about Sasha's performance as of late because she's been MIA since SummerSlam and only just came back a few weeks ago. But but you're right, you know, the re- She's the only one that's currently going to be drafted to SmackDown afterwards, so it seems almost a surefire uh, certainty that she's going to walk away from Crown Jewel as SmackDown Women's Champion. But there's also, I think there was also rumors a few weeks ago that it could be a fatal four-way involving Charlotte Flair, but I think those have been qualmed now at mm-hmm. this stage. But, but yeah, you're right. With both Becky and Bianca both heading to Raw, it only makes sense that you know a SmackDown person wins the SmackDown women's championship so she could be scoring a big surge of points uh come this time next week for ryan gallagher and ryan a lot's been said about your team we're going to get into it but you really needed a second performer to step up to the plate this season are you happy with what's happening with sasha absolutely delighted with what's happening you know <laughs> I, I, mate, I thought for a second when this draft was done obviously everybody knows that i couldn't make the draft show and um, so Stephen wilson was given a task <laughs> And this is the first time I've been on to address this situation. I said to Stephen Wilson, listen, mate, I'll trust you. I would I would rather pull out if you're going to do me a dirty. And he was like, no, no, no. He said, I will get you a half-decent team. And then up until about two weeks ago, it's been a complete shanner. It's, <laughs> it's been horrendous. The, the one pick he got me was the one pick I wanted, and that was my man. As we all know, first round has to remain the first round. But seeing this one come back now, hopefully... I mean, I'm, I'm holding my on the table. You know, I'm holding my on there, kind of mid-table just now. So if I'm going to get another scorer in, that's hopefully going to push me up because it's it's pretty tight. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't really expect to be anywhere near anybody after the, yeah. the shambles that was Stephen Wilson's draft picks for me. 
Yeah, 100%. Blame Stephen, not only for Ryan's draft picks, but for a lot of things uh, when it comes to the draft is my motto. But Ryan, sticking with you. Aye, 100%. But we have a four-way tie for second this week. Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch all on seven points. Now, Ryan, we've talked about the last couple of seasons, the wane in the women's division when it comes to point scoring. We are seeing this season a resurgence of some of the top scorers. Bianca Belair doing well, Charlotte Flair back in the mix, Becky Lynch back in the fold, Shayna Baszler, uh, as we've seen, a very good draft pick in the past, but a couple of quiet seasons. What do you think this is down to? Why do you think the women are getting more points now? I think the women's division across WWE isn't, <clears throat> there's not a lot of big hitters you know I've made the point on Central before about Charlotte Flair when she came back about having to be a main event player and everybody mm-hmm. kind of shot me down in the group chat as well when I said that because oh, we've seen too much here we've seen too much sorry people like Charlotte need to be top dogs you know they don't have a lot of people who are going to be top dogs you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of it's, it's very harsh to say but a lot of the women in WWE are just mid-carders you know there's, yeah. there's only a few top names in the company that, that can consistently be top names so when they're all back and they're all you know fit and healthy there's loads of storylines you can get from them so yeah. that's why they're going to be seen repeatedly having matches winning matches backstage segments you know the lot building up to whatever the, the, the kind of pay-per-view is at that, at that given time so that's exactly why you're starting to see a, a now kind of surge of these points for these women and all for it you know a couple of years ago when I joined this this draft my first one didn't do very well. Second one, I got some advice from a very wise man named David Campbell, mm. who said to me, pick a woman first, go high with the women picks, and it paid off in my second season. So, well played, mate. Well played. Yeah, it's a, it's a tactic, it's sort of been there since the early sort of days of the draft, but the, the, the effectiveness of it hasn't really paid off because the high women's picks sometimes haven't been getting up there the last couple of seasons but like we say it looks as though that's changing but Dave I need to come to you so you can sort of praise me a little bit because mm-hmm. top the top this week the top scorers 11 points is the Usos the Usos are on 11 points they had one in a street fight in Smackdown last night they appeared on Raw like they're now fifth overall for the season, Dave. Like, what do you think the limit is for the Usos when it comes to their overall placement by the end of the season? Honestly, I think there is no limit when it comes to the Usos because they're going to be featured uh, any which way possible. Like even up until you know the draft takes full effect. Mm-hmm. So, and I imagine they're still going to hold the tag titles for a considerable amount of time, considering that they won't be defending them at Crown Jewel. But I reckon that they got the title defense this week uh, due to the sort of somewhat back and forth battle between SmackDown and Rampage this week. And I didn't even, I wasn't even aware it was a street fight until the match was announced on the day. So it's a, I think it's a welcome surge of points for your team in particular. Uh, but you've still got the captaincy on Drew McIntyre uh, still, which is a bit of a bit of a questionable decision considering what's happening at Crown Jewel. So I'm surprised that you, you've not even considered maybe putting a captaincy change on the Usos, given that uh, Champions Advantage yeah. can give you a bit extra. Well, you you presume too much, Dave. I have considered the captaincy oh. change. And when it comes to me, there's always a plan. And I will make my decision very clear. 
later on in the season as to why I never made the captaincy change. But moving on to the table, 15th place, we have Jack on 61 points with the two hit wonders. He's not getting the third, that's for sure. Uh, JP on 63 points with go hard or go home. He'll just be going the one way. He's going home because he's shite. Uh, Guys, Stacey's can, I, on... can I jump in? Can I jump in quickly? Yeah. Who the fuck is JP? I know. I know. He, <laughs> I know. He won the Listener's League. Uh, oh, one of them diddies again. He's, right, okay, he's still been heard of since. Um, the greatest drafter of all time uh, in 13th place is Stacey Smith uh, on 75 points with the Nicky Barden Bellows. Can I just make have... a about Stacey as well? Um, what? Stacey's captain, I believe, has just made the top 10 of the season this week. Bianca Belair reaching number 10 in oh, the overall season. Things you'll love to see. Stacey is going to get that win one day, I'm telling you. I can feel it. Uh, 12th place yeah, is Gary, 76 points for Team Vistara. Um, 11th place Daniel pretty, five ply, pretty fly for a Paul Heyman guy on 78 points uh, Ryan Douglas hire me Stephen on 88 points uh, add an 18 in front of that and we'll be happy um, it's then Ryan Gallagher Northman Sinbury and Comrades <laughs> all uh, 93 and a half points uh, then we have Alan 98 points with MVPs Scott Isaac Drafton with 99 points tied with Sarah Team Historic in 99 Grant is moving swiftly up the table he's now 100 points in 5th place with the Second City Saints. Uh, David Hockney, 119 points to the West End Country Club. Stephen Wilson, 119 and a half points for the average Samoa Joes. And then at the top of the table is the battle. Uh, team go 143 points and Ross's glamorous indie rock and roll on 153. Now we are going to get into a sort of dissection of Ryan Gallagher's team. He can he can lambast Stephen some more. But Ryan, if you've been holding in that piss, son. It's time to take it, right? If you want to go and make a sandwich, it's time to go and do it because it's the worst part of the show. David Hockney, please tell us what's happening in the Listeners yes. League. It's the Listeners League once oh, again. And uh, right, I'm off ski. See, I'll, I'll be back in about five minutes. Right? Uh, so, yeah, um, Michael Clottier with Craig's and Ass on 133 points. He's sitting comfortably at fifth place, all down to a CM Punk captaincy win over Matt Seidel on Rampage this week. So, again, solid. Uh, Solid start to, to his week. Next in fourth place, we have Dana Axel James, greatest name in the Listeners League history, with CM Drunks just one point ahead on 134 points. Now, Dan's team has had a bit of a quiet one this week, only really scoring up appearance points here and there uh, for Happy Corbin and the Young Bucks. The women's tag team champions, Super Brutality, were pretty pretty silent this week as well. But he's again, Dan's operating on a less than a full team here with Nia Jax written off with injury. So we might start to see him drift down the table here uh, as the, the league rolls on. Next, moving down from second place, it's Tom Brock with Team Hamesickness on 147 points. Now, again, the CM Punk captaincy win is what carries him uh, to third place uh, this week. An appearance from the Young Bucks as well keeps him afloat. Uh, Piper Niven is set to face Shayna Baszler in the semifinals of the Queen's Crown, but I think the consensus among the pod here is that Shayna Baszler seems to be the firm favourite to to win now. But you never know, it's WWE, things can change on a dime. Uh, but yeah, and also supported by Orange Cassidy and John Moxley with another win from Io Shirai this week on NXT. Next, second place, uh, considerably quite ahead of Tom, 159.5 points, we have Jamie Hartley with Ronnie O struggling. Now, Jamie deserves a bit of a mention here because in this one week alone, he has scored over 30 points. And that largely falls down to his captains being the Usos, which, as we said, was the successful tag team championship this week. The CM Punk win and a win for Sasha Banks has also propped him up even further. So it's been quite a successful week for 
for Jamie's team this week. Even when, you know, Miz is away dancing with the stars and Rey Mysterio and Nikki Cross have been pretty quiet as of late, he's scoring wins when he needs them most. And it's uh, it's really solidifying him as a, a solid second place. But we're back once again with the one of the original, well, sorry, one of the Doctor Whos in the top this week. Matt Smith, Team Booty Wars, 182. Now, I can only see Matt's lead uh, continuing to to extend here following Crown Jewel this coming Thursday because Big E, his captain, is defending the WWE title against Drew. Uh, you've got Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai in a six-woman tag match against Toxic Attraction this week on NXT. Uh, you've got Young Bucks and Moxley making consistent appearances there. So Matt, still a very well-rounded team across multiple brands. So again, he could be scoring big points this week, assuming Raquel and Io get that big six-women win on NXT. But most importantly, he wants to see Big E retain the WWE Championship at Crown Jewel. So looking very promising for Matt Smith at the minute and still just over a month to go before the end of the season. I think he, I think he's going to do it this time. So on that note, back to you, Go. Matt Smith is a friend of Gary Kernahan that gets him some wheelie with me. You know, Matt Smith coming up uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be the disaster uh, that Tom Brock would, that's for sure. But anyway, back to back to Ryan Gallagher. We need to dissect your team here. We need to have a look at how you are doing this season in the draft. And Ryan, I'm going to start with the the softball question for you. You and me are old friends in this thing. Adam Pierce, your captain, sixty four points for the season. He is doing so well. Once again, he is the third highest overall scorer. The Adam Pierce effect, Ryan, it doesn't look like it's dying, does it? It never will die. The Adam Pierce effect will never die. Listen, we are the OGs of picking Scrap Daddy in this draft, right? We, we know how much this guy brings to the team. Mm-hmm. Time after time, people laughed at us. They said, you picked Adam Pierce. We picked him first. You know, we, we picked him first. And then everybody was like, oh, or you picked him first, sorry. And then everybody's like, oh, why is he picking him first? There we go again. Mm-hmm. Look, people doubting Adam Pierce, 64 points. I mean, like you said, your third highest scorer. He's my highest scorer by a country mile. You know, if I'd yeah. the captain say on anybody else or picked anybody else first round, I wouldn't have been anywhere near the position I'm in the table because my team has kind of went to pots this year. So God bless him, man. God bless him. Put some respect yeah. in him. Yeah, 100%. And before yeah. Dave steps in, is Dave, uh, you can you can handle most of Ryan's yeah, team. I, I, am I, gonna, hurt I am gonna I am gonna dissect his team just so you I, know. I don't want to hurt him. Ryan, Sasha Banks, where how high do you think Sasha can climb this season? Do you see the title win happening? And then do you see her beating the Raw Women's Champion at Survivor Series? And any predictions as to who she'll be facing there? I'll be honest with you, not a clue who she could be facing, but I do think they'll put the belt back on her. Because, you know, she's kind of got that about her. You know, she had this character that she's kind of moulded for herself over the past couple of years, you know, with the, the Bianca run up to WrestleMania, and then she was away for a bit, and now she's come back, and she's looking like she's taking on that same kind of mantle again. She has to have the belt on her, um, and I think they will. I think they'll pull the trigger on it. I think she's got a few good wins in her. You know, I'm looking at, what she just now, 13 and a half points, yeah. um, despite just yep. coming back. You know, she's going to. I'm going to predict that she will finish in the 60s. Nice. I think yeah. that's a fair. I think yeah. that's a fair shout. And um, I, I've dealt with the positives. 
So I am going <laughs> to mute myself. I'm going to hand it over to David Hockney. And Dave, just just be nice to my friend here, please. <laughs> just you remember, Dave, that I filled in here last. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'll I'll be uh I'll be reasonable with it, but. You're essentially operating at half capacity compared to everybody else in this season. Because look at the rest of your team. Samoa Joe injured. Nia Jax injured. Tegan and Shotzi split up from the draft. And Paul White obviously not doing that much uh, on AEW apart from commentary roles. Like, you're essentially operating under a two-person team here with Adam Pearce and Sasha Banks. Like, all, all I can really ask is, you know... I think all your picks were actually fairly reasonable, but, you know, stuff happened, the draft happened, injuries happened. Do you think you just got unlucky? I think Steve Wilson's to blame for that. No, see, to be fair, I was actually, I can slag Steve all I want. I was actually quite happy with the team that I had, you know, because I was happy with Adam Pearce. Obviously, if Sasha comes back and then, like I'm predicting, 60-odd points, you know, even going to that point just now, to have 120 points for two people this season would be tremendous, just for the two of them. Joe, that's just very, very unlucky. You know, that's that's one that you can't even predict is going to happen. You know, he gets a bit put on him and stuff, and you think, right, here we go. He's going to be having title matches every week on NXT. He's going to be doing really well. Injury, one point, done. So that's very, very unfortunate. Um, Nia Jax as well, I expected more for her. Especially if we're looking just now at this storyline with, with Shayna, I would have expected to see the both of them on telly quite a bit, having back and forth matches or even even not breaking up, you know, just having them as a team and having Shayna still being this kind of a, bit of a bruiser. So, you know, I, I'm quite unlucky in that sense that even with taking shots and knocks out of it and even taking Paul White out of it as well, you know, I'm not really that bothered about them too. But if I had Joe and Naya and this team still, barn injury, Sasha coming back, I could have been up there. You know, I, I could have been up there challenging this season. So despite having Stephen pick a team for me, despite not being at a draft and having a say in it, I'm 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 all right. I'm I'm quite happy. You know, I'm I'm not dead last. Mm. You know, yeah. Adam Pierce yeah. has seen me through. Aye. Uh, just one last thing. Um, Obviously, you're talking big about Sasha Banks, and now she's on a bit of a comeback after what's been like a fairly quiet first half of the season for her. Could we expect to see some potential captaincy change, given that Scrap Daddy, you know, is you know had a lot of appearances in the last few weeks because of the draft? I'll need to see. I'll, I'll need to see how it goes. Well, I'd say, it'll be a it'll be a decision to make. I think. Uh, well, you better hurry soon because captaincy changes only take effect from the the Monday of a, of a starting week. And if you think Sasha's going to win at Crown Jewel, I suggest you you decide quickly. Nah, you're right. I'll wait. Well, I'll hold, I'll hold off just now. When I came back to Saturday Draft Live, I said that I would once again become impartial, call things down the middle as I see them. But I'm afraid I just can't ignore like the clear once again goat tones bias that has come up in this draft when it comes to Stephen trying to screw Ryan over. Dave's line of questioning here, it just goes to show once again, Ryan, that the, the sonic handshake in this draft is once again against us. You know what I mean? Mate, there's so little you can do with, with the people. You know what I mean? When you have the people in charge of this draft, mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing that 
people like us can do, except uh-huh. 100%. except except shoot for the stars, mate. And you know, looking at looking at both of us just now, we're holding our own, mate. We're holding our own despite being held in. A hundred percent. Listen, I'm going to get in touch with Ryan Porteous. The three of us will go out for some from tea to discuss this because I think he's been uh, sort of victimised the same way we have. But anyway, we're not going for tea. We're going for good, high quality salt based steak, mate. That's what we're oh, going for. Oh, <laughs> Ryan. Ryan, I'm sorry once again about Dave's behaviour, but always a pleasure to have you here today. Anytime, boys. Anytime. Mm-hmm. And Dave, Dave, I hope you've learned a lesson. All right, this week. Yeah, it's uh, don't be impartial. You know, if you see weaknesses in a team, <laughs> you pick them apart. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, listen, next week, uh, another parent will be with you. I think it might be myself and Jack Graham. Three weeks on the trot, man. Jeez, oh, I should get a raise. But anyway, it's goodbye for me <laughs> and for everyone else. Goodbye. Right. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quest Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown. Sports Social Podcast Network.